0: To Doncic. Doncic pulls up three-pointer. Bang! Bang! I'm not worried about Del Moore. He's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Welcome back everyone to the second episode of Hoops Logic. If you're a new listener, I'm Will and this podcast touches on various analytical topics regarding modern-day basketball. Today I'm gonna to be analyzing substitution patterns in today's NBA and how they kind of operate. So we're going to do four things in today's episode. We're going to first look at some basic rotation info. Second, we're going to look at a couple of example rotations. Third, we're going to look at when stars rest. And fourth, we're going to look at the sixth man and kind of how they operate. So just for rotation size to kind of provide context for you guys, it usually consists of nine to ten players during the regular season, which might get cut down in the playoffs It usually consists of a combo guard or two, usually two stretch wings, and a versatile or traditional four or five. There's a lot of different factors that go into coaches' decisions for rotating who to what spot and when. So for the purpose of simplicity, we're going to look at a few teams in specific to fully grasp coaching staff strategies for managing rotations. So we're going to look at two teams that were kind of built around a star. We're going to start with the Mavericks. They were obviously built around Luka Doncic this year. They're... Starting rotation is typically Dorian Finney-Smith, Jalen Brunson, Luka Doncic, Dwight Powell, and Kristaps Porzingis. Obviously, this was before the All-Star break uh, as Kristaps was traded on February 10th. Head coach Jason Kidd, he usually had either Jalen Brunson or Luka Doncic on the floor. One of them was always on the floor. They kind of needed that facilitator for sure, so that's why he had one of them on the floor. What I also noticed is that pre-All-Star, there wasn't a lot of emphasis on the Luca and Porzingis duo, so it wasn't very similar to like a John Stockton, Carl Malone type thing, like they weren't necessarily working off each other that much. And then if we get into post-All-Star, or first of all, -All pre-All-Star, so I mentioned the starters, but some of the core pieces off the bench were Tim Hardaway Uh, Reggie Bullock, Maxi Kleba, Josh Green, Sterling Brown, and a little bit of Frank Nielakina, but not a lot. He was kind of that swing man that would play some games and he would be that 10th guy some games, but sometimes he wouldn't. And then if we look at post-All-Star, there's no Porzingis anymore. So uh, the starters were typically Dwight Powell, Dorian Finney-Smith, Jalen Brunson, Luka Doncic, and Reggie Bullock. So Reggie Bullock is now starting. And then also, with the with the departure of Kristaps Porzingis, Josh Green also started to get more consistent minutes. And also, when Dwight Powell was out, Davis Bertans was also getting some solid minutes as well. So then if we move into the playoffs... Uh, if I look at the substitutions, it's just a lot. It's just, it's, it's a more straightforward, like secure rotation than it was in the regular season. So it was mainly a nine man rotation. Spencer Dinwiddie now becomes a factor. He was averaging about 14 off the bench. Josh Green was now getting less minutes. So maybe it was an age thing. He wasn't quite as as experienced as some other guys. So that's why he was losing some minutes in the playoffs. But Reggie Bullock, Dorian Finney-Smith, Luka Doncic, and Jalen Brunson all had a big increase in minutes and averaged over 35 minutes a game in the playoffs. So that's huge for them. They were really relying on their starters. But what we do need to make sure that we understand is that those minutes might be a little inflated because Reggie Bullock and Dorian Finney-Smith ended up getting more minutes when Luka was out. So they kind of evened out, if that makes sense. Now we're gonna get into the Bucks. So, just for some context, if we look at pre All Star, Dante Divincenzo was traded after 17 games, so he was averaging 20 minutes a game. But then they ended up getting Wesley Matthews back in December, so that kind of it kind of evened out because Wesley Matthews. Was playing like 19 minutes a game now so they kind of replaced each other if that makes sense a typical rotation for them is Giannis starting Drew Holiday starting Chris Middleton starting Bobby Portis starting and Grayson Allen starting and then off the bench you had Pat Connaughton come in pretty early so he would usually either replace Chris Middleton or Bobby Portis because Drew Holiday typically wouldn't come out for a while And then also off the bench, you had George Hill, Jordan Ora, Rodney Hood, and then obviously Wesley Matthews as well. So those were kind of the main pieces in their rotation. But then if we look at the second half, it was pretty close to the same. It was Drew Holiday, Giannis, Chris Middleton, Bobby Portis, and then eventually Brooke Lopez when they got him halfway through March or when they got him back halfway through March from injury. But you see Wesley Matthews get some solid minutes now. You see Javon Carter. uh, They got him at the end of February. So uh, he got some solid minutes as well. You see Jordan Wara keep getting some solid minutes. Not a lot, though. And then you also see that they got Sergi Baca in the middle of February as well. So he came into the rotation as well and worked in with Brooke Lopez at the center position. If we look at the playoffs, it's kind of hard to read sometimes because if we just look at the general substitution, it can kind of be skewed because Chris Middleton was out with an injury, obviously. So... um, It was Drew Holiday, Giannis. Wesley Matthews was starting most games because Chris Middleton obviously went down. And then you have Brooke Lopez starting for sure. And then you either have Grayson Allen or Bobby Portis. They kind of had half and half in terms of who started. So the main pieces off the bench were still Pat Connaughton, still Javon Carter, uh, still George Hill, but that was kind of it. You see Jordan Wara totally lose minutes. I mean, he picks up a couple at the end of games, but obviously that's just some garbage time minutes. But those are the main pieces. It, the, the rotation definitely shortened, and even Sergi Baka, But yeah, so Wesley Matthews ended up getting way more minutes than Jordan Wara, but he only averaged one more minute than him in the regular season. So obviously that veteran that veteran understanding of the game in the playoffs is something that Mike Budenholzer obviously prioritized. And then, so we kind of saw some patterns on when stars rested this past year. Of the 28 All-Stars, 24 of them typically rested somewhere between the end of the first quarter and the start of the second quarter. The exceptions were Jason Tatum, Rudy Gobert, DeMar DeRozan, and Giannis. And I'll read it off, but I'll show you guys kind of what they all have in similar. Jason Tatum was our first guy. Uh, he had Jalen Brown, kind of his co-star, play when he rested halfway through the first. Uh, for Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell was playing when he was resting halfway through the first uh demar derozan when he rests halfway through the first quarter zach Levine is playing and then Giannis was the last one but they were a really deep team and they had a lot of pieces that they could rotate in throughout the year so uh there wasn't necessarily like we need Giannis on the floor the entire first quarter mike budenholzer kind of did whatever he wanted and obviously it worked out so another aspect we should look at is the six man some questions that might arise is like why don't they start? how many minutes do they get and like what are their limitations? why aren't they on the floor? So we're just gonna look at one guy for this. We're just gonna look at Tyler hero. I think that he paints the picture pretty well but he gets he gets more minutes than PJ or he got more minutes than PJ Tucker and uh, uh, Duncan Robinson this year. So even though he's coming off the bench he's still getting more minutes than them. P.J. Tucker only had a slightly higher defensive rating, so that might be, that might be why he started instead of Tyler Hero. But in my opinion, it was from from my perspective. I think it was just uh, they wanted Tyler Hero to come in fresh uh, a little bit earlier than halfway through the first. And everyone else is going to start slowing down on defense. Defenders are going to start becoming a little slower. And they're going to have to face this guy who can pull up from wherever he wants and kind of score from wherever on the floor. So it's just such a tough matchup for those defenders when they're guarding guys like Duncan Robinson and P.J. Tucker, and especially Duncan Robinson who's just running all over the floor. And if he gets subbed out and Tyler Hero gets subbed in, then they're already going to be gassed and Tyler Hero is going to come in with adrenaline and he's going to knock down shots and it's going to be really hard to stop. So it's all based on chemistry and kind of what Eric Spolstra thought on who fit with who. And those are those behind the scene things that I can't necessarily provide for you guys. There's things that in practice I'm sure he sees. There's things in, there's things deeper that the team sees in their Analytics that they probably think is smart to play certain players at this time and play certain players at other times, but uh, a lot of that data isn't public, obviously, or where they wouldn't post that. So, thanks for listening, you guys. Uh, this wasn't a super long episode, but I think it was pretty fun. It kind of provided you some context on what these patterns are like in the NBA and, you know, when are these superstars resting and whatnot. So, I appreciate you guys listening and I'll see you guys in the third episode.